Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about Daily Daf Differently, please visit jcastnetwork.org slash ddd. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Hello and welcome again to Daily Doc Differently. I'm Jeremy Kamalowski and today we're studying Tractate Ruvin, page Nun Gimel, or 53. And the first thing that we're going to do is note the oral nature of the oral law, the, the, uh, the transmission orally as opposed to in a written way of the oral law. Our Mishnah, which began on the bottom of the previous page, but we'll, we'll talk about it now, how do we expand the borders of the city uh, for, the, for the purpose of calculating the edge of the city? And that could be spelled with an ayin or an aleph, and Rav and Shmuel have a debate over whether or not uh, we mean me'aber, to make the city pregnant, bigger and fuller, with an ayin, or me'aber, with an aleph, to extend the limb, the ever, of the city. And that leads us into a kind of a lengthy discussion of the agadic, sort of homiletical teachings of Rav and Shmuel, things that they taught and differed about, including the uh, interesting story of the four people who are buried in the cave of Machpelah, the four couples, Abraham and Sarah, Isaac and Rebekah, Jacob and Leah, but also, don't forget, Adam and Eve are supposed to be buried in the cave of Machpelah in, uh, in the city of Hebron. Our page is, uh, includes one of the major themes in rabbinic literature that I, I confess that I've always found a little bit, you know, reverential in its way and ugly in its way, the concept of Yiridat Hadorot. All the previous generations were great, and all the subsequent generations kind of stink. Rabbi Meir was the greatest, and Rabbi Meir was, was so great, in fact, that nobody could, <laughs> nobody could understand uh, everything he had to say. Uh, that's why the law actually doesn't accord with Rabbi Meir, because his, his theoretical brilliance was so amazing, but his practical applications were not always easy to follow. And that seems to be true of a lot of the ancient sages. It says here on our page, Amud Aleph, Amar Rabbi Yochanan, Liban shel Rishonim kipitcho shel Ulam, v'shel Acharonim kipitcho shel Hechal, the, the mind of the earliest ones was like the vast expanse of the temple, and the, uh, and the mind of the later ones was the narrower entranceway. Uh, we are like the eye of a needle. The ancient ones were, were great sages, and, and we are just as small as the eye of a needle. We go on to say that the Galileans... The point of fact is actually that in rabbinic times or in, in Mishnaic times, the Galilee is where the rabbis lived, but they go on to say that the Judeans, that is to say the people of the south of the land of Israel, were subtle, they spoke well, they were elegant, the Galileans mumbled, they had funny accents, nobody knew what they were talking about. That's why the Judeans were great scholars and the Galileans were actually, you know, brutes. Although, the, the, as I said, the fact is that that the, the people actually lived in the Galilee. They didn't live in, in Yehuda. So I must say that I personally don't know what the, what the uh, actual historical reference would have been for thinking that the, that the Judeans were greater than the Galileans. 
But so it, so our page says that the Judeans the Judeans took time. They phrased their teachings in elegant and beautiful and subtle ways, and the Galileans were just you know like they were from they were forget about it. They were from Brooklyn. I don't know. Nobody nobody made sense of what they were saying. Uh, the the page ends up with a wonderful set of stories, or near the end of the page, that are part of rabbinic parlance about Rabbi Yehoshua ben Hanania, who says that nobody ever, nobody ever uh, bested him, nobody ever outsmarted him, except three times, one woman, one little girl, and one little boy. The woman who was the uh, innkeeper where he was staying, she outsmarted him because he didn't like the food one day, and she, uh, she asked him about it in a way that suggested that he was acting in an unethical way. He didn't eat the food. She said, you know, I think, I think that you're not eating this food because you're trying to make up for the fact that you haven't been sharing this food with our staff, as, as people are supposed to share the food with uh, the waiters. I don't think the health department would agree nowadays, but in ancient times, uh, a guest at a restaurant or an inn was supposed to not eat all the food. They were supposed to save some of the food and share it with the waiters. The little girl outsmarted him. He was walking through a field, and she said to him something of the effect of, "Are you one of those thieves who walks through the field taking the taking the uh, the plants that are growing there?" And finally, I'll, I'll read you one last story. The time that the little boy uh, outsmarted him, and this is a well-known phrase in rabbinic parlance. One time, he was walking along, and he was the Tinok Yosheva Parshat Drachim. The boy was sitting upon the crossroads. Vamartilo. How shall I walk to the city? Amarli, and he says to me, This one is short but long, this way is short but long, and that way is long but short. And I took the short way that is long, I took, I, I take the shortcut. But once I reach the city, I found that the city was ringed with gardens and orchards. That is to say, the road was direct was as the crow flies, but he couldn't actually enter the city because of all the uh, orchards around it. Chazati and so I turned back and I markilo bini. Hello, markali zoktara. Kid, didn't you tell me that this was the short way? Amarli, and he says to me, the aluka. But didn't I tell you that this shortcut was actually a long cut? Didn't I tell you it wasn't going to help you any? Nishakti val rosho. And so I kissed him upon his head. Uh, what, a, what a wonderful people this is. Everybody is, is a, a, a great sage. Uh, from the greatest to the smallest. So this is a well-known well story. It's the title also of a uh, I Steinzalt's book, The Longer Shorter Way, and part of, uh, part of how you understand Jewish culture is to understand its phrases. Thanks for studying today's page with me, and I look forward to studying with you again tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page. The music at the opening and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp iTunes, and Spotify.